Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was the Bobby Lees with Dig Your Hips from their new album, Bellevue. Comes out October 7th on Ipecac Recordings. Uh, they are a cool rock and roll band. I guess we're going to call them rock and roll. Can we do that? I can, You could put anything under the umbrella of rock and roll. Well, apparently, this band was kind of founded by Henry Rollins. He brought them to Mike Patton. They put them on Epicac. And uh, Bellevue will be their second release this year. They put out another EP earlier this year. forget what that's called, but you can look it up yourself. I was going to go into a whole rant about how I think Henry Rollins is a nerd, but then I figured... I'm, I'm glad I'm a little bit self-aware sometimes, not all the time maybe, but how much more of a nerd would I be to think that anybody gives a shit about what I think about a guy like Henry Rollins who has been uh, way more influential and successful and all he's been all things more than I've ever been. And I'm about to take a uh, protein shake, a, let, me, let, me re, let me rephrase this, a meal replacement shake to walk to my cubicle. So, you know... I don't think I have the right to talk shit on anybody, but especially someone like Henry Rollins. Uh, but anyway, the Bobby Lees, they're a four-piece out of, I want to say, uh, New York. So check them out. New album coming October uh, 7th on Epicac Records. It's called Bell- Bellevue. Bellevue. Maybe it's called Bellevue. I don't know. That's what it looks like. Uh, check it out wherever you can. Anyway. On this episode of the podcast, I've got an interview with my friend, Dave Homeowner, Dave Poole. He's got a new band called Luxury Teeth. I played a song for him back on the ended episode a couple weeks ago, and you may have heard him on early episodes of the podcast. If you're if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can listen to those. They're still available. If you're not, you got to pay. But anyway, Dave used to join me a lot in the past to talk about all sorts of nonsense, and uh He's back. He's back again, baby. And we're talking about his new band, Luxury Teeth. And I'm excited to have him and excited to share our conversation with you. So let's get into it. Chicken! Make family and a friend! Make friends and an enemy! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We'll be getting it in! Where you getting it out? When's the last time I publicly thanked Hot Zone for the Getting It Out podcast intro song? Whenever it was, it wasn't recent enough. Thank you to Hot Zone, New Jersey's hottest band that's also a zone. Hot Zone has a really cool squabble going on right now with some nerdy internet uh, music reviewer. And I don't think that person works for like a like a website or anything. I think they just do it on their own and put... Uh, <laughs> reviews up on Encyclopedia Metallium or however you say that. And uh, Hot Zone doesn't like them. They don't like Hot Zone. And uh, they've taken the writing reviews and songs about each other. And I think that is fantastic. And I think for the, both of those reasons, uh, Hot Zone is probably the best band that ever existed. Because uh, I appreciate that type of pettiness. And then like throwing in E-Town Concrete covers. And you did the intro for the Getting It Out podcast. What more could anybody want out of a band? What more could I want out of a band? I don't think there is much more. Why exactly that type of behavior reminds me of my man Dave Homeowner and his band Luxury Teeth. I'm not sure. They're not related in any type of way. But I put them together in my mind. So I'm happy to combine them on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast. Where I sit down and have a long conversation with my friend Dave. I'm going to say that again. My friend Dave. My friend Dave. My friend Dave. You got it. He's my friend. His name's Dave. He's in a band. It's called Luxury Teeth. They put out two songs. Well, let's take that back. They put out one song so far. You heard that on the ended episode. 
And you're going to hear it again at the end of this interview. But first, you're going to hear a new song. It's called Vanity is a Fuck. And I could do the disservice of trying to explain exactly what it's about because Dave told me. But the better idea would be to have Dave do that exactly the way he means to, using his exact words, using his, his exact voice. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to play you Dave's explanation of this song, Vanity is a Fuck. We're going to listen to it, and then we're going to get into my conversation with the man himself, my friend Dave. I love this fucking song because, you know, again, with the, with the whole idea, the, the idea that you grow up, you know, having, like, you know, my, my mom and my old people in my family that said, you know, what's inside matters most. But what have you learned in your whole fucking life ever, like... Is it really the, the the belief systems and the, the 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 stuff that really makes you you that's important, or is it like what certifications you can present, or if you are good looking enough, or if you are, I mean, I hate to say this, fucking white enough, you know, like that that goes so far in our fucking privileged lives. You know, we, we grow up with this whole idea that you know what's what what's inside matters, but it's not true. The only thing that matters is how fucking, like, good-looking you are, how fancy you are, how rich you look, or, like, how you present to the fucking public. So I, I wrote this song called Vanity is a Fuck about how we just need to completely destroy the whole beauty idea of, like, what is what is beauty, what is attractiveness, what is acceptable in, in society. And we should all just tattoo our whole faces and fucking destroy beauty standards. four years what's going on what's new with dave homeowner well you already know what's new musically because <laughs> you thank you again before we even go any further for debuting the first ever rec- recorded uh studio versions of any of our music nobody else I-, I gave that to you as as a uh it's an exclusive you know, an exclu- there you fucking go an exclusive 
because because cause you've always been my my main fucking homeboy. I'm so proud of how how much you've done with with your fucking show. I'm I'm, I'm so proud of everything. So, you know, I made sure that nobody nobody else got a got a chance to scoop that first. So, uh, I appreciate but that. I, but I but but more, but, but more than anything, I appreciate that. Like, I appreciate that you would even do that for for us. I mean, we're just, you know, like I said, you know, we're a good punk rock band. You know, we're doing we're doing we're doing this good good shit. But uh, but it takes people like you who have a voice, you know, who have a platform, you know, to to get it in people's ears. So I I couldn't appreciate you uh, you more for for throwing that on there. So. Fuck yeah. Thanks. Um, my pleasure. I don't know where exactly they put it. That's up to them. But I assume most people went with the ears. Um, but I, but, I, but I'm always happy to uh, put out any Baltimore shit. Of course, we tacked it on to the beginning of that ended episode because that's the, the latest band from Baltimore blowing up. But uh, why not? Why, why can't it be your band next? Why can't it be Luxury Teeth? What the fuck is Luxury Teeth? Tell me where did this band come from? How did you get involved with it? Well, how I got involved with it, I got a, I, I got the 500th phone call from a well-intentioned musical friend saying, "Hey, you feel like getting together and trying some shit out?" And every other time, I never felt like the answer was yes. And every other time, I was just like, uh, "I'm kind of not really in that headspace. I'm not really doing it." And the day that phone call came in, uh, my homeboy Sean, the drummer, he, you know, I was like, "Hey." We got we got some cool dudes here making good good music. What do you what do you feel like doing? And for whatever reason, the headspace I was in, I was ready. And we got in the room, and I swear to God, the uh, the eleven songs we've got down already recorded for 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 release, uh, th- those happened so fast and so organically and so naturally, it was insane. So it's great. Now the name. Luxury teeth. You asked what this is all about. So yeah. This, this 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 was this was a whole this was a whole fucking process, dog. Like like not even you know I I I I, I feel like I'm I'm a pretty thoughtful punk rocker. You know, like I put I put a lot of a lot of you know, little 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 more head into my into my punk rock game than a lot of these well, other. I, I think you do too, and I got. But I got to say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you put it out in the world a long time ago, a couple years ago, <clears throat> that Luxury Teeth was the well, name of your next band. I, I've been wanting to. I knew that when I was going to get something together, it was going to be Luxury Teeth. <laughs> I actually did not think this was going to be Luxury Teeth. I thought this was going to be the band I did to like get me get get my sea legs back. You know what I mean? Right. Get me back. Get me back. The luxury the gums. A bit. <laughs> and then and then luxury teeth was going to be the weird like noise project that I did after this. Like, but as soon as this started really coming together the way it did, I was like, nah, this this is this has luxury teeth all over it. So, but so so where this whole shit started, I do not have. The, the 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 best uh, truth integrity in in my head like <laughs> uh, I, I was I wasn't exactly born with the genetic uh, makeup to, to maintain a whole set of teeth like it just doesn't work that way in my family right. <laughs> so 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 we keep the ones we can but but that, God bless us you know eventually we're probably we're probably nubbing these motherfuckers so um. So I'd uh, right, right, right at the beginning of the pandemic and everything, <laughs> immediately broke. I had this whole bridge, like three, four tooth bridge on on one side of my mouth, all gold, gorgeous. 
fucking beautiful and uh, snapped in half like right at the beginning of the fucking pandemic when everybody was still scared that you were going to breathe on them and they were all going to die. Um, so I go to the dentist and they're like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like it's going to be, you know, stupid amount of money to, to fix. So I was like, yeah, let me, let me take a look here. I'm like, nah, those are luxury teeth. I don't really need those. And, uh, and the girl looked at me and she was like, wait, what did you just fucking say? <laughs> and I was like, I said, luxury teeth. And she was like, I'm like, you know, I can still eat. I got uh, enough ones for the front, you know, where I can, uh, I can, I can still chew on food and stuff. So, I don't really need those. That's that's extra, you know. If I had them, that would be tight, you know, and whatever. So I went home and I started really thinking about it. I was like, you know, we start out in life, you know, as, as like little babies and and kids and stuff, and you grow up and then you, and you have this whole series of things that you just think that you you could never live without, you know. Uh, I think one of the first ones you probably get because you you think you know I have this whole mouthful of teeth. I, you think you need all those motherfuckers. <laughs> You really don't. You really don't. But more importantly, it becomes like your mom and dad, you know, that first love, you know, the, you know, whatever it is, your best friend. You know, I could never live without that person. I could never live. Then that person stabs you in the back or then both your parents die in a fiery car accident or, you know, whatever the case may be. And guess what happens tomorrow? You wake the fuck up and you put one foot in front of the other and it probably sucks and, and maybe it will be better if you had those things. But guess what didn't happen? You didn't die because they're gone. You know, like right. everything is luxury teeth. You know, everything is luxury teeth. You you think you can't live without this shit. But guess what? When when it comes time to, to either live or die, I mean, I guess some of us make choices. But outside of that generally we live every every single day you know whether i wanted to or not i, I woke up the next one <laughs> yeah. that's that's much more deep and meaningful than i than i ex- was expecting um i didn't know there was that much to it but it's very smart i should have i should have known better i should have known that you had a more thoughtful answer <sighs> well that's the point you know and um and, and you know we we have a, a couple songs that kind of deal with with those themes especially the 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 anthem I mean, every every rock band worth its fucking weight is you, know, you got to have your own the song is named after your fucking dickhead band so right it's so necessary we gotta, yeah we've, we've got song and it's all you know it's, it's all about all the things that you think you can't live without friends drugs sex you know job you know all this shit guess what luxury keeps stuff I like it I like well for physically like when, when we're talking actual luxury teeth like the, the teeth themselves, where do the luxury teeth start at? Like, is, is, is the, is, which, what do we, what teeth do you right, need? So, so you, have, you, you really need to have, you need to, you need to kind of turn the corner a little bit. So you got your front, you know, your, your, your front row, you got your fucking, I don't know what the names of any of these the, teeth the are. Inci- the incisors, teeth? the incisors, like the, the, them the, dog, the, the dog mouth teeth. Yeah. The pointy ones. Canine. Know? Yeah. And then maybe you go like one or two, one or two back past that. You know, those are all utility teeth for sure. Okay, because so you got like Definitely. you got like three sets of molars back there, and you're saying we don't need yeah, any of that. Like all that shit is luxurious. Like you don't you don't need it. <laughs> like it's nice. It's nice See, that's weird. I always thought I chewed in the back of my mouth, not the front. Well, well, no, you do when you have luxurious options like that. Okay, that's yeah, all right, I understand. Go. 
that's the yeah. most efficient. That's the most efficient, productive, and and you know everything else. But that doesn't mean it's the only way. It's the only way to get a job. There's more than one way to skin a cat. I, I used to hear that as a fucking child. What a disturbing, uh, <laughs> fucking old southern person, you know, saying. But uh, there's more than one way to skin a cat, dog. Like. I don't even know one way to skin yeah. a cat, and I think it's funny. I think it's a great way. Do you remember when people used to like flip yeah. over a bar and say that that was called skinning the cat or you something? Can best, you can chew best with those shitty fucking back teeth that are going to fall apart by the time you're 26. Uh, those worthless motherfuckers. <laughs> you can chew your best with those because they're, I guess, they're wide and bumpy. I don't really know. I, I don't really know what makes them so great for chewing, but but they are the most effective. But again. They're worthless. They're made of cheese. Like they, they fucking fall apart. Twenty six years old. You know, you're lucky if you still have three of them. <laughs> well, that's uh, I, that's that's a very good way to look at it. And uh, I didn't know all the ways you can masticate. Is uh, I guess it's up to you, right? Just <laughs> just uh, creative mastication, which I think you're probably very good uh, at. Well, I mean, adapt and and survive. You know what I mean. I mean, like I said, uh, you, you you learn what you what you what you got to work with, and you learn how to work with it. You, this is one band, Tropical Fuckstorm, that I'm a, a big fan of, and it's another idea that sort of relates to the whole luxury teeth thing. He, the the one singer, he has he has a line that says, "You you can't you can't pave the jungle, but you can wear shoes." And uh, it's like, you know, you might not be able to, like, you know, fix all the problems and just be have a nice path like that. But there's things that you can do to make it easier on yourself, you know. And so that's, you know, that's the thing. It's like we might not have all the, you know, our teeth might fall out. We might not have our larger teeth, but there are things that we can do to make sure that we can still find ways to eat. We've got to find like those ways. Find those tricks. Find the Very well said. Well, speaking of, like, um ways to get by things decisions deciding to do things a different way was luxury teeth i guess it had to have been formed during the pandemic how deep into covid were we when you guys started working on this we started working on this i got that phone call and i don't remember what you know true exact real day it was but uh it was late february early march of 22 of this of oh, the year, year of our Lord that we are currently in. Yeah. Oh, so you're working fast. Well, I mean, I, I'll i tell you what. I, I mentioned before at the beginning, like, how organic and how just... I, I couldn't believe the, the musical connection that we all had from pretty much... Literally, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but from day one, like, as soon as... Here's the thing. The, these other guys, the the other four, we're a, we're a five piece. This is, this is a new a new dimension for me. I've never I've never I've never had to deal with two dickhead guitar players before, and, and that's that's a new. Do they thing. do they have at least is the hierarchy at least determined between the two of them? Is there a lead in the rhythm? Man, man, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, that'd be you, nice. You'd love that. No, they both they are both awesome, and they both have their own whole things so like there'll be songs that are like more dynamically this one versus this one but no they both just rock and roll all over top of everything and buy guitars yeah I I don't know who I would call a lead guitar player because they both shred over 
most songs pretty equally and are awesome. Uh, I don't remember where the fuck I was going before I kind of got sidetracked. Yeah, I interrupted you because I wanted to know about the dominance between your guitar player. Um, does one does one have the side of the stage to himself? Has that been determined yet? Because that's to me that guy wins. It, it seems like uh, Brian and Frank they 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 tend to sort of have the one side of the stage, and then Russell seems to have the other side of the stage. What if it's which the bassist? Which that, maybe gives Russell the since he stands alone, does that make him like that's pretty alpha? At least have the appearance of the the lone wolf, the 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 boss man, Frank Langer. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's that, that's it. I think that's who's in charge. I don't know, I don't know anything about this power dynamic, man. Like, again, I'm not even used to this. I'm used to having one fucking asshole guitar player, one bass player, a drummer who thinks he's the funniest thing on earth and never shuts up. And, yeah, that's that's pretty much the dynamic I've been used to in the first two worthwhile bands I've been in. And this one's kind of similar still except in this one it's the bass player who's the funny one and uh and we have two dickhead guitar players so yeah minor nice, nice. minor differences well i think you i think what you were saying is how quickly it was all coming along and how uh, organic yeah. it all seems to have been going these guys had tried a couple other singers uh already you know, other mutual friends, you know, bands break up, like whatever. Hey, come, come check it out. And, you know, it was just never, it never felt like what anybody was looking for. Um, but they had, you know, I'd say probably four, maybe five solid, like pretty well oiled songs that they had tried with these other, other vocalists. I came in and like I said, everything just kind of hit. And if anything, all we ever had to do was just say, okay, we'll double this or cut this in half and blah, blah, blah. And and we got a song. And I swear, I mean, it was like all those originals that they already had, I had lyrics that, that hit and were, and were fucking perfect. And those were a bunch of the initial songs that we have now recorded, um, of which you've got two of, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, then, then we, after that, it was just, let's write more. And again, as, as easy as it was, we just keep churning out these banging ass songs. And I'll tell you this, I loved Cop Tabard. That was a, a it, it was an important project. It was a fun project. It introduced me to a lot of cool people and whatever else, but it was so limiting having to write like intentionally offensive shit constantly on every song um still try to be vital and intelligent and whatever else but still having to fit into that paradigm oh what a nightmare and i'm so glad that that i no longer have to do that i can write about fucking anything i want i'm so funny as fuck most of these songs are funny as fuck because i'm funny as fuck (laughs) and i write good stuff and um but that being said like, I don't have to write. Not every song has to be about my dick. Not every song has to be about fucking putting drugs in my butt. Not every song has to be about fucking stabbing cops. Like, I'm writing, like, songs that are, I'm having so much goddamn fun, man. Like, it, it's it, it's a whole new world when you just don't have to try to be intentionally offensive all the fucking time. I love it. This band fucking rules. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very glad <laughs> to... Um... I'm not gonna lie, I still say fuck a lot, and you know, there's, there's 
none of these songs are particularly yeah you know i don't think any of us are going to be on like fucking real radio anytime soon but uh uh it's way better than they were way more accessible than cop cyber ever was because just even the name so yeah yeah no no i think i think that's a this is a great point of how you're not Lyrically, I can't. Yeah, I guess you're making a great point there that you were pigeonholed into having to be a certain thing. Because if you would have wrote something uh, semi-serious on Cop Stabber, not. I mean, I I know you could fit it in, but uh, we all knew what we expected from Cop Stabber, right? Uh, like right. you said, it's, dick and cocaine had, and violence. I had to work in educational messages into the Cop Stabber songs because it was so important to me to not just be another scumfuck band like i want i remember that for more abortions if even if i and that, that was gonna be the the example you know it's like okay i'm not just gonna be like ah cut the baby out you know whatever like that's too easy let's talk about let's talk about the politics behind this you know and let's talk about getting abortion rights to to people you know but yeah i'm still thinking about i want you to abort more babies because i thought that was the kind of thing that Sounded like, I don't know, <laughs> good idea at the time. And, uh, I, that chick that I was with, I mean, Christ, anything that approached her uterus, I would have shot it with a shotgun. Uh, so <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, but but the, the the two songs that I've heard, um, what is attitude? Is oh, it attitude problem? I, and like, I am not referring to my ex-wife when I said that. That song was actually written about the girl I was with before my ex-wife. Like, before anybody sends her name uh, a message saying that I'm talking about shooting her uterus, uh, it was actually all about, yeah, somebody else. Not not my ex-wife. <laughs> don't worry about it. I don't think we're going to have that problem. I don't need that, fucker, I need that fucker static in my life, yo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, you said you already you already have a, like a, about eleven songs down with Luxury Teeth, and you know, actually, I should I should backtrack a little bit. We we touched on who these guys are in the band, but who are these guys in the band? Oh yeah, actually, let me uh, I guess uh, break break all that all that fun shit down. So, those of you who were around in like the two thousand D. Nine, late 90s, early 2000 the uh, era in the Baltimore, D.C. punk rock scene, there was a band called uh, National Razor, or National Razor FDIC, as uh, I think they were fully known. Uh, Frank was in that band, and they they were all over the place in, in Baltimore and D.C., and played, you know, all the good fun shows at Coffee House, and all the, you know, just every good like street punk show they were so good they were a little bit better than the homeowners like we would be like the the band like coming up behind them you know and uh i always liked that band a bunch and then there was die cheerleader die which uh had a couple of the of you know, russell was in that sean was in that um and uh the rev 11s i don't know if you remember carrie and the rev 11s but that that fucking awesome baltimore uh, sort of psychobilly punk rock band um yeah i mean there's you know a bunch of solid uh and been around for years and years and years and years and years 20 plus years of uh pretty steady rock and roll in in this veterans so yeah 
veterans. Um, so did did they? What was the pitch to you from them as far as joining this band? Did they already have a direction, a sound? Did they already have songs structured out and that you were you listened to? They had, they had the work. They had at least those four or five songs that 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 when I came to that first initial practice, they were like, okay, well, here's, here's one of the ones that we've been, that we've been working with. And I would open my lyric book. And uh, like I said, it was just, I couldn't believe how directly my shit just meshed with, with what they, with, with what the song structure was. And I just started screaming over it. And it was like, holy shit, this is, this all sounds really good. They loved it. I loved it. The pitch was, uh, like I said, uh, I got lucky. Uh, the day that I got asked by Sean happened to be a day that I was feeling creative and wanting to wanting to do this shit, and so I said yes. Fifty people before that have asked me, and I just wasn't feeling it that day. I was in a bad mood or not feeling particularly creative, <laughs> and fucking, uh, you know, it was like, nah, you know, sorry, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, not really, not really trying to do that right now. And this time I did, and it's for everybody in the community's betterment because when they hear these fucking rock and roll jams, they're going to lose their shit. <laughs> did, did you have any um, demands? Do you have any, like, demands? Like, this is, I want it to be like this, or uh, anything you were looking for? Anything that you wanted to change coming in, or did you just pick up with what they had? Um, no, I was actually pretty, like, once I heard the song combined with what I was putting down, and they obviously evolved. I think, you know, we all picked up what each of us were putting down and, and became new things once we all got together. But, uh, um, nah, like what they were doing again, you know, I'm not, I was never trying to reinvent the wheel. I play the music that I really love making, which falls into the punk rock side of hardcore more than anything. You know, I, true hardcore punk rock, you know, that's, that's yeah. always the style that. If you ask me what I play, I play hardcore punk rock. Sometimes people say street punk, and I and I do get what they're fucking saying. It, they're, they're not wrong, but uh, hardcore street punk, hardcore punk rock, that's that's what I want to play, and that's I think what defines the genre that I am most closely what I feel like I'm related to. Uh, I definitely never been hardcore enough to like get on any of the cool you know fun you know big festivals and and that stuff but the hardcore kids all come to our shows and fucking act up so that's all that matters to me like i don't give a fuck <laughs> yeah well well i don't i mean i've had you on here a bunch of times it's been a long time like we talked about but i don't think we ever got into your yeah, i can't believe what was that I can't believe it's been four years. Uh, that's, that, that, that still blows my mind to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, man. I, I think I think since last time you were on here, I got married. I but moved. I <laughs> gonna have me on your fucking show floor man i'm a fucking hillbilly i'm just a no a fucking nobody but like finally i'm getting my fucking head out of my ass and fucking playing some shows so you know now it's time to talk again well, yeah. well t- tell me about your nobody ass how did you how did you even get how did you even get started into all this in general punk rock hardcore all of it what's the david homeowner yeah, origin story the dave origin <laughs> yeah that's that's about right um the Dave homeowner origin story. So high school kid, you know, discovering that, well, grew up being a little metalhead. Um, my dad gave me a bunch of records, you know, of all the classic heavy metal, the Alice Coopers and the Sabbaths and all that stuff when I was a little kid. And uh, as I developed my own tastes and had allowance to money to spend on rock and roll, like I went like the Iron Maiden direction initially and I went super hard into thrash, like really leaned into that subgenre a bunch. But uh, with a lot of the metal, not so much the thrash, but like a lot of the other metal, it was like, God, man, I'm getting real fucking tired of these eight minute fucking songs, man. Like, I just I never really understood why we needed to go through all that fucking shit, why we have to endure these just arduous fucking songs. And, uh, and I guess around that time, somebody had a blank tape recording of, uh, it was Minor Threat on one side and Black Flag on the other side. And I was like, wait a minute. So in a solid, like, minute and four seconds, like, I can get all this fucking anger right out. I, oh, I approve. Like, this is, this is ideal for, for exactly what I'm looking for. And, uh, you know, I'm still a little metalhead at heart but uh but this is always once i once i really discovered hardcore punk and fucking fast to the point keep it simple stupid rock and roll that's that's been been my real shit well since since both of us at least existed in the same scene at some point what what was it like when you were getting involved like what was what was happening locally for you when you got involved in the punk rock scene so when I started getting involved with anything worthwhile was the homeowners. Uh, every, you know, all the little like basement and garage, you know, whatever bands that, that either played a couple shows or, you know, whatever else, uh, didn't really do, didn't really, didn't really help. But then the homeowners happened. And, uh, that was a bunch of friends that I'd known in high school. They had a different band, um, that became the homeowners when they were still in high school and they broke up right after high school. And then, uh, and I guess a few years, it was 99, 2000, that ballpark, um, they were like, you know, we want to do this, we want to do this band again, but we need another, we need another vocalist. You know, we need, we need somebody else. So they were like, yo, we know Dave, he's crazy, he's weird. Like, let's get, let's, let's see what, let's see how that works out. And, uh, and it was tons of fun. So we, you know, we, we got real lucky. The screws, you know, those dudes, I mean, again, this, we, you know, this is before I was living up, up Baltimore way. 
um, is when I was still down in Montgomery County. And uh, and those screws, dudes, you know, they they were huge in uh, in getting us sort of introduced to the scene properly. Um, and then you know there was the whole sidebar scene, which uh, everybody, you know, everybody that we played for, you know, played with, played for, they just continued to like us more and more and act up harder and harder, and we got pretty. I don't want. I mean, we weren't a big deal, but like we were very popular, right? <laughs> I guess that's the, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the that's the end. And then you know that that band ended. I took a few years in between. Uh, the cop stabber fellas, sort of. I knew what I wanted, and I knew a couple of the dudes initially who I wanted, and then a lot of them lived together at the time, so that made it even easier to pick the other members. So. uh yeah, we just kind of fell into that because I was like, well, I already like all you guys, and that was half the point. I want to write the most offensive, dirty fucking band ever, and uh, hadn't really thought about the ramifications. <laughs> but you did, you did that you did that pretty well for a pretty long time. But the uh, ten, years? ten years, yeah, ten years is a fucking really long time. <laughs> Stupidly long to quit that shit. Fuck. I mean, I, I, I I'm glad I didn't because that last. That that fucking pulled pork record was that's, that was our magnum opus right there. Fucking real solid record. It was. It was uh, very good. I listened to that just recently. I actually listened to the whole discography recently, and uh, it was it was nice I'm to revisit those songs. Bum bullshit is over, but uh, but I'm definitely uh, real happy and proud of all the shit I did with with, with those guys. Well, do you Look feel other than other than lyrically and maybe uh, topically? I don't know. Do you feel? Do you feel like you're approaching Luxury Teeth differently than you have any other bands? Is it like, is there a um, with age comes wisdom thing here at all? Uh, no, because I really think that if I had <laughs> a platform ten years ago where I didn't feel like I had to write a certain way, I probably would have been exploring a lot more of this wisdom ten years ago. You know, I, if anything, I'm getting dumber now because you know at this point it's just diminishing returns. Like I, I, I'm just coasting out on these. Every brain cell I've got has got to be just in a fucking death spiral. So uh, I'm just I'm just, I'm just along for the ride. Um, so yeah, do you think, no, do you think brain cells are real? Probably not. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I think they're like gas. I don't think gasoline's real either, but. Um, everybody we're just all fucking computer fucking dicks like that everybody is, <laughs> is some asshole playing a video game that's all that's our fucking lives you know like I'm gonna be so fucking pissed if that's the truth and I didn't even man is any of this pussy real <laughs> all that life was any of it even real it was all just computers get the fuck out of here man I'm so mad you have to be a really, uh, really big loser to 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 be that that you're <laughs> to choose like uh, one of our lives as a video game to play, you know? Like, and I, I bet whoever playing is playing my life, they just never even tried to learn the rules of this game. Like I don't think <laughs> uh, because they they could have had a little bit more strategy. I swear to God. I feel like I've been left on my up, up to my own devices for entirely too long here. Somebody else needs to take control of this fucking take the wheel, Jesus. 
Well, you know, it's like it's like uh, old people at the post office. You know, do you ever notice like the old people at the post office? They're all just it's like really tight quarters, and they're just kind of like bumping around in there, not really sure what they're doing. But the post office is like the oldest thing in this country. It's like the thing, the only thing that they didn't change, and they still don't know how to use it. And I don't, I don't what the hell's going on? That system, not, that system has not changed much in the last you know four decades. So yeah, they should have that shit down by now. That should be the place where they're the most efficient, but no, they're so slow. I don't, and they're all there. I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah, that's. You know. I've found them to be absolutely abhorrent in the fucking line. They 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 have no concept of uh, you know that this shit can take time. So they 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 start like pushing the line and being like ah, you know, and, and acting up in there. But then they're the ones when they get up to the fucking counter. Oh, chit chat. Central man, like they want to fucking fucking tell their whole goddamn life story. <laughs> Talk about the Pony Express, all that bullshit, man. What type of old person do you think you'll be? Hopefully buried. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't sound that fun. I think maybe like it might be fun to be one of those old people that just kind of fucks around and makes well, uh, makes everything. Ro- I, I don't know if I'm actually going to try to chase this dream or not, but a long, long time ago i said to myself and it was actually it probably corresponded with the first time i moved to baltimore back in uh 2004 three um and then it may have been as late as when i moved back with my ex-wife whatever uh and uh but there's a certain type of old dude who isn't homeless but like you never really know exactly where he lives at but he's the dude sitting on the step at the liquor store, like before they open, and he kind of just hangs out right outside the fucking liquor store all day, and he just sits there on the porch on the little step and just drinks and just hangs out. If if I have to live to be old, I'm probably gonna try to do it like that, I guess, where I'm just that guy that fucking maybe quasi homeless, drunk that sits on the fucking porch of the liquor store. That's probably what Leonard Skinner wrote Simple Man about, right? <laughs> that dude, everyone that I'm picture that I'm picturing right now qualify as as simple men. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if that was what they had in mind, but but they hit the mark. They they, they get an A for the day. <laughs> well, all right. Well, tell me more about uh, Luxury Teeth. You guys have been playing a couple of show, a handful of shows at least. I see you're getting out there now. So, oh, man, we're, we're getting all kinds of opportunities. We're playing. We got a great show coming up. I don't know if it'll be in time for. I don't know how long this takes to uh, to actually germinate and 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 be released to the public. But uh, August 28th, uh, which is a Sunday, like six days from now, yeah. uh, or something like that. Uh, at Zizimo's in Hamden, we're going to be playing with Nub. That Nub EP. Did you ever you ever talk to those dudes? I didn't talk to them, but that's that noise rock band from Baltimore, right? They're fucking awesome. They're fucking heavy and just ugly and grimy. I mean, they got all the punk rock sensibility, but they're but they're but yes, they are noise rock. I mean, you said it. You know, uh, I don't know what they call it, but that's what I would say. But they but they have they have so much musicality. They have so much. You can hear all that punk rock history in, in what they're doing. It ain't just noisy, droney. I get so tired with half. The, noise rock is split. They're 50-50. Some of those bands are fucking amazing. Blow my mind. 
the other the other half i feel like it's just insufferable like they're just trying to make it uncomfortable you gotta you gotta understand that there's there's a reason why those bands stand out it's because they have musical knowledge they understand how song structure works but they want to deconstruct it and strip it and destroy it and fuck it but there's still a construct there there's still a structure i don't know but yeah no rules and i'm so glad that they asked us to be on this fucking show and it's gonna be awesome then we got september 17th which is my little hometown show at the shamrock up here in northeast baltimore up in hamilton the best little dive bar in fucking Baltimore. I don't care what anybody says. When when I go to a bar to drink, if I'm going to a bar to see a show, I don't care. I like I, let let's bring out fucking 500 people in there. Let's let's rock it out. But when I go to the bar and I want to have a drink, I don't want that fucking shit. I don't want to have to compete for drinks. I don't want to have right. to like talk to anybody. I don't want to. I want to walk into that bar. I want it to be dark. I want it to have five, four, three people sitting spaced out at the bar probably all with their head in their hands just staring at the bar maybe <laughs> crying that's that's what i want when i go to to a bar to drink and that's what the shamrock provides me but they also put on rock and roll shows of a very high caliber and people come the fuck out and act up so we're doing a free show this is my local bar this is my personal hangout space so i'm excited to have all my friends there and get to, to rock out and yell and scream in front of them. Oh, yeah. Well, you you mentioned you already have quite a few songs recorded. What is already in the can for Luxury Teeth? Because I assume I'll just I'll be playing uh, Attitude Problem and Vanity is a Fuck, but, um, we, but, but I know you got a lot more already done. What's, what's the intent oh, yeah. of these songs? Uh, the 11 or 12 that we... They're ones a cover, so is it going to make it onto a recording? Is it going to get saved or just never really used, but we just recorded it, whatever? Um, we're going to split that into a 7-inch and a fast full length. I mean, it'll qualify, but right, uh, right. yeah, Jesus Christ, man, you've heard every recording I've, I've, I've probably been on at this point, and uh, I don't know if I have a, a of all the six or seven full lengths that I've got out there, uh, I'm not sure any of them last more than 20 minutes for the, for the whole, <laughs> the whole fucking 11 songs or nine songs or whatever the fuck is on there, you know? Yeah. So this is going to be, it's going to be pretty similar. It's going to be a fast, a fast full length and a, and a, and a two or three song, seven inch. Um, but uh, that's that's the plan. Part of that is because we figure if we send them both to the mastering place and get them both, you know, to the pressing and then do do that whole process at the same exact time, then we'll get them back at approximately the same time too. We'll be able to drop one, but with all these supply chain delays, everything takes so long or whatever. So mm-hmm. we'll have a second one on X. So we'll be able to drop the one, get everybody but excited, and then. Bam! You know, two months later, when it would be way too fast, it would be like, "Oh yeah, bam! Full length, bam!" Yeah. <laughs> and, and then maybe by that time, we'll have already because right now we've got three brand brand new jams already written, already 
show ready that we're that we're probably actually going to be playing this uh, this Sunday at the at Zizimos with Nub. Um, so, you know, we've got, I mean, we're, we're a fucking machine right now, dog. Like these dudes, they get me inspired. We got a whole new, well, we got a whole new song. I ain't got like many words for it, but, but, uh, it's like, a, it's like a little bit more like slower, like, like, uh, like sleazier, like rock and roll, like kind of style, you know, <laughs> like, uh, and, uh, and, and so, you know, the, the bass player, he, he brought to, he brought it to practice and before anybody else was there, he was like, Hey, this is, you know, this is something I've been working on. It's kind of sleazy and fucking strip club, you know, kind of vibe to it. I was like, fuck yeah. So he starts playing and I was like, Oh yeah, man, this song's, you know, it makes me think about like graduating from, from when you, you know, you get started as a stripper, you know, and you're, you, you get stuck working the day shift, you know, and I mean, cause you that, were a stripper, right? Whack. Uh, mostly like private party, like bachelorette <laughs> stuff. Like I didn't do, I, I never worked at a club. I worked at, I were in call. Right. Uh, but yes, yes. So I never worked a day shift, uh, because I never went that route. If I, if I worked in a club, uh, obviously I would have had to start at the, at the fucking bottom, man, you know, basically day shift and, and probably mop patrol. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of where, where where you start, especially if you don't have the the biggest wiener in the whole in the whole room. So you know, it's probably that's probably how that how that how that kind of works out. But then eventually, like you learn some tricks, you learn some tricks of the trade, you start getting some clientele, you start learning a little flip you do's and, and shit on the pole, and all of a sudden they're like, Nah, man, this got some skills, yo. He's getting off the day shift. And so, like, I got this whole idea about getting off the day shift. It's like, yeah, we're gonna write this fucking sleepy, fucking slutty strip club song about getting off, about how you no longer have to compete with the uh, the lunch buffet, you know, anymore. You know, like you're gonna be you're gonna be there at night where motherfuckers really just want to pay money and like give you drugs and party. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love I love your creativity the way you can pull a song uh, about any subject uh, out of your ass or put it into your ass or whatever you, whatever you do with, yeah. <laughs> with music. We get we get it coming and going. Yeah. Well, I so you I know um, I, at least I think the late later cop stabber stuff you were self releasing is that the same deal here? Actually, the, the the pulled pork record was put out by the Self Destructo Records people. Oh, I thought Turbo that was you. Yugen. No, that was the Turbo Yugen. Uh, that's their. Uh, like we were definitely at, with that band because we were willing to tour a little bit with that one. They were willing to put some money and and some some support. So we were actually like affiliated with Turbo and and with uh, that whole that whole world. With this band, I uh, that was that was kind of a discussion that all of us had. Frank, uh, the the bass player, he's he's a captain uh, in the in the Baltimore Fire Service here in the in the city. Uh, he actually leads Rescue One, which is the like super duper elite, like anything like real big and real serious. Rescue One is the first one called, and he's the captain of that crew. I, I don't really know all of them ins and outs of it but that that, that's that's my amateur understanding of it um you know russell he he owns a tattoo shop so it's like i mean you know his his time and he's booked out months you know ahead of time so you know none of us are in a position where 
you know, I, I can't get it. I can't take extended periods of time off of work. And that, that, that's just not in my industry. That's not, that's not how this, that's not how this fucking works. So the fact that we're not really looking to do like big, I mean, we'll do long weekends, you know, give me, you know, I'll take a little extra day here, take an extra day there, you know, whatever. But, uh, but we, we made it clear that we, that we didn't overset what our expectations were. Now, somebody wants to throw it and absolutely stupid amount of money that would that would support all of the five of us's lives well absolutely let's let's be let's let's be rock and roll you know hand to mouth rock and roll people if you're if you're gonna pay me equivalent (laughs) to what i'm what i'm making now but uh if, if i'm not if i'm not getting that then and and i'm not gonna get that because i'm just a fucking idiot so and punk rocker, and a nobody. But at least you're good at it. Ooh. I'm really fucking good at it, though. <laughs> you, I really and am. You, you are. You know, it's funny because you can say that, and I will back you up on it. Like most people would say that, <laughs> and I just disagree with them just because they said it. But but you actually are. So so I'm glad that you do say it. Uh, uh, I. You, you you know uh, you know Flora right? Up in, now lives up in New York. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Plays, plays, plays in that hardcore band Maafa. Um, mm, I don't know. Doesn't cut. Not, Afro, not. Afro-Brazilian bass player chick. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, like she's one of the more intelligent, like musically literate and musically competent, and like truly really understands the shit. So she was here in Baltimore, I don't know, maybe like two, three weeks, four weeks ago. And um, I never get to see her because I barely ever go to New York either. So, you know, whatever. She was like, I'm down here, blah, blah. I've got these like two hour window. Let's hang out. So I rolled I rolled over. She was actually at the Metro Gallery. So I rolled over there. Uh, we hung out a bit. And then I was able to bring her back to the car and let her hear the, the fucking luxury case record. It was so weird because I could I could actually watch her listening to the the music and being like, "Holy shit!" Like I really didn't expect like m- musically for for all of these people to be pulling together this shit this tight. But then I watched her when she heard when she, when she heard me rock and roll, and she goes, "Dave, I never heard you sound this good before." Like what you're like, you're maturing as a as a vocalist. You're like what you're what you're doing right now. People are going to freak the fuck out. So that's what I want to hear. I'm I'm super excited. I was blown away that a person who actually understands anything about music, most of our dickhead friends, you know, they know what rock and roll. You know, they they know. Oh man, that shit's heavy. That makes me want to punch that guy in the neck. But. But I don't think they think a whole lot further than that. Like, right, right. Which, which, which windmill move fits this time signature is about as far <laughs> as as most of our idiot friends fucking think about rock and roll. Well, you you do but, you are you are delivering another. Uh... Some of us are students of the fucking game. <laughs> You are a student, and you're, you're basically a teacher now. I think you're. I think you have tenure at this point. Um, 
And uh, like I said before, the stuff that I heard is great. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but do I remember a time when you were actually worried for some medical reason that you weren't going to be able to sing in bands anymore? I did develop a whole series of these fucking nasty ass polyps on my on my vocal cords. Uh, I believe that was about a year or two into Cop Stabber. And the doctor at the hospital, the doctor, my primary care, whoever they refer me to for my, you know, the throat portion of it, they all were like, hey, buddy, maybe maybe it would be wildly better for you if you didn't <laughs> over completely overexert yourself and scream like an absolute asshole on a wildly routine basis. Because you maybe dial it back to like almost never and then maybe never. And I was like, oh, well, I don't, I don't see how that, I don't see how that works at all. Uh, I, I learned a lot about breathing techniques. I, I, I actually got way more a about my delivery um it took it took some actual relearning of how to say my lines um for like older songs that that i was used to singing a certain way mm-hmm. um i went i went through a whole lot of other things other than just not being a rock and roll <laughs> superstar <laughs> because i'm not willing to not be a rock and roll superstar well you took Four years off, ten years after that, so that's pretty good. I think you took it pretty seriously. Uh, I, you know, and and I, I definitely uh, I needed that time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'll, I'll tell you this: it's a funny it's a funny fucking story. I love my wife. I'm 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 currently married to Cat Cannons. Many yeah. many Baltimore yeah. people know many many Baltimore people know exactly who that is. But she, she's a she's a fixture in this goddamn town. And, uh, I've never been happier in my whole, in my whole damn life. But, uh, we, you know, we were together while at the end of the whole cop cyber era. And, uh, and then when it fell apart, she definitely obviously completely understood why I made the choices I did and why I didn't get right back into it. I needed some time, but there was a day and it wasn't anywhere near when the, uh, the luxury teeth phone call happened, but, it, it, it came to mind when the luxury teeth phone call happened. But uh, there was this one day when Kat looked at me and she goes, I know that you needed this. I know you needed this, but I need rockers. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going, I'm, if, if we're going to keep this going, I'm going to need you to start showing some initiative towards getting back into being a fucking rock and roll superstar because I date rockers. And I, I don't date bums, so we're gonna need to we're gonna need to get this fucking shit addressed. And uh, like I said, it didn't happen immediately after that, but uh, I ne- I never forgot that conversation that that she and I had. And uh, here I am, rock and roll superstar all over again.
So there you have it. Big thanks to my friend Dave for coming on having a conversation with me about his new band, Luxury Teeth. The song you just heard was Attitude Problem. You may have previously heard it on Getting It Out podcast, and you go back and listen to that, whatever episode it was with Chris Gonzalez of End It. Or you can just rewind and listen to this one again. Uh, because as far as I know, right here on Getting It Out podcast is the only place you can hear Luxury Teeth songs at this point. Maybe that's going to change soon. Maybe they'll pop one or two up on streaming. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not making the rules. I'm just making suggestions. Making uh, what is it, predictions. I don't. I have no idea. There's nothing to tell me that that's what they're going to do, but I suggest that they do that. So you can listen to it more instead of having to listen to this podcast every time. Although that would do a good thing for my numbers. If you're a big fan of Luxury Teeth, just keep coming back. Listen to the whole hour episode every day, several times a day. Go ahead and do that. I don't mind. I encourage it. Uh, but I don't suggest it. I don't think that's the way to live. Anyway, thanks to my friend Dave for having a talk with me. I appreciate that. I like Dave, and I like when he comes on my podcast and we talk about things. And I like his new band, Luxury Teeth. I hope you do too. Hardcore Punk out of Baltimore, Maryland. I think you'll like it. I think you did like it. I think you're going to like when you hear more of it. I think I will too. Well, that remains to be seen. We didn't get this out in time for that show with Nub that he was talking about. But that was just two days ago, so it was pretty close. Uh, Nub, by the way, awesome Baltimore band. Check them out. I don't know anything about the other band, Moraine, but I did see that they are on the gram. So uh, I'll have to check them out. Uh, check out your local bands. Go see things. All right. I was, speaking of local stuff, I went to check out the uh, Skid Row Garage Progress the other week. Helped MC out with a couple things. And uh, it was cool to see the vision in person. And I want to remind you that you can always go to the Skid Row Garage merchandise site and pick up some stuff, buy a t-shirt, some koozies, some stickers, some pins, whatever you want. Uh, And that money will go to help revitalize that building that they bought to host the new Skid Row Garage. The true source for DIY music in York, Pennsylvania, South Central Pennsylvania, I should say. Coming soon, hopefully. Uh, That's going to be it for this one. I'm going to end you with a track from Wolf Brigade. Yeah, it's an army of wolves, formerly known as Wolf Pack, currently known as Wolf Brigade. The song is called Anti-Tank Dogs, and it's off their new EP, Anti-Tank Dogs. If you like what you like, then you'll like this. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Take, take, crimson rain. Ah! Ah!
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 